Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. I talked to a lot of college football coaches, and in the last couple of months, I had had some conversations with a uh, former Pac-12 school that uh, it was uh, poking around Crew Newman, the quarterback from Central Catholic High School who led Central to the state championship. And uh, the coach that I was talking with, I said, you know, do you think Crew could play? Where, where does he fit? And, and uh, the coach said to me, gosh, he's a really interesting player because he's just such a good athlete. Uh, he's got tremendous upside. Well, Crew Newman. Uh, Portland State, National Letter of Intent. Portland State is uh, proud to announce today that Crew Newman, the quarterback at Central Catholic, is headed to PSU. Andrew Nemec, who I who I uh, respect on the recruiting beat, says uh, it's an absolute steal for Portland State. He said he's one of the best high school quarterbacks in recent history. going to be really interesting to see what Crew Newman does. And he is joining us now. Crew, how are you, man? I'm doing well. How about you, sir? Doing really well and uh, excited for you. Give us an idea of what a day like today feels like for a high school player. It's pretty special. Um, not really known what to expect out of this day. Um, it's pretty cool to be up there with a, a bunch of other athletes who have worked super hard as well as me and uh, be able to sign that letter of intent was super cool. I think it's a hard time right now for high school kids because the transfer portal has got just eating up so many scholarships. Um, you know, were you nervous at all about kind of where do you fit or does that stuff just take care of itself? I wasn't, I wasn't too much nervous. Um, I think it's just a matter of time and, you know, keeping your head down and grinding and, you know, believing in yourself that, you know, you'll, you'll find a home. And that's what I did. And, um, I'm lucky to call Portland state my home. What did, uh, Bruce Barnum sell that you liked? And then the, uh, the, the culture up, upcoming, um, the, the uprise looks really good um and the, the coaches the community how close everyone is to each other really uh sold me and it really felt like high school over again how close the the guys are and kind of the community and bonding they do with each other you had a great year at central 6a state offensive player of the year oregon state uh, oregon high school player of the year gatorade player of the year 7600 plus yards 94 touchdowns in your career. Uh, what did last season feel like? You know, you have two state championships in 2021, and in just in this last season you won it again. What did that feel like for you to kind of put the put the uh, punctuation point on your high school career? Uh, it felt really good. Um, for us seniors, it really felt like it was our championship as we won one in 2021 as well. There was a lot of other supporting cast who, you know, they were seniors. They had their championship, so – Winning it this year really felt like it was ours, and uh, the team bought in, everyone bought in, and we got the job done. It was awesome. You know, you are uh, going to Portland State. As you mentioned, it's a community there. I know a lot of the players on that team have had them on the show and have spent time with uh, some of the players during the summer as they have volunteered at the uh, summer camp, Camp Exceptional. But give me an idea. Like, you know, you're you're, you're looking at yeah, other you know, a lot of other high school athletes who either signed early in December or signed today and how does this class feel what do you know about the rest of Portland State's class um I got to meet with a few of them 
this last weekend. Uh, so meeting some of the recruits now was super, super helpful. Um, I actually become really good friends with two of them. And just, you know, building those relationships and knowing you can build those relationships at Portland State is sky's the limit. So, you know, it's a comfortability thing. And, you know, we all felt super comfortable. And I'm really excited for this class. How do you navigate today's world as a as a college athlete or, you know, your soon-to-be college athlete uh, crew and you look at, you know, the transfer portal and, uh, you know, the, the way players are jumping around. I mean, maybe it's not all that crazy to you because you probably have grown up with a little bit of this with seven-on-seven seven and club sports. Right. No, um, at this point, you, you can only control yourself and, you know, what actions you, you decide to do. Um, so it, it's hard to say for each person, but I've kind of just been focusing on myself, doing as much as I can to, you know, help help myself get better and the people around me rather than focus on, the outsiders um it's it's definitely hard though um in this in this realm of the world we live in right now but you know there can't do anything about it but focus on yourselves we're talking to crew newman three-star quarterback class of 2024 uh committed to portland state today part of bruce barnum's staff uh did you guys do anything special at school did you uh do anything on uh, signing day or how did you kind of celebrate with your classmates um all the athletes who decided to sign today went to the gym and we all set up chairs and tables with our uh, school we're going to. Um, it was kind of simple, classic, but it, it felt pretty special just being in there in front of the whole school and uh, all our families and friends. Crew, do you have a chip on your shoulder given that, you know, for everything you accomplished, you know, maybe you'd, you'd expected to have, you know, more offers, more attention. I think part of it is the landscape of, the sport you're playing at the time you're playing it, but is there a chip on your shoulder headed to Portland State? You know, I think so. There's kind of always been, um, after sophomore year, didn't see a lot of action from colleges. After that, I kind of just put my head down and started working, and I don't plan on stopping. Um, I, I think I do play with the chip on my shoulder, and I'm going to keep playing like that. Crew Newman with us, Central Catholic, two-time state champion, uh, headed to Portland State, uh, signed today. Back in December, you tweeted that you had a great conversation with Coach Bruce Barnum. He offered you that day. What is a conversation with Bruce Barnum like where he offers you a scholarship? It was my, you know, my my first time talking to the head coach, Bruce. Bruce. Um, so it was, you know, kind of, it, it was crazy. But um, it was super, it was super awesome. Um, he was basically just being super real, super straight up. And once he... Once he said that, I knew he wasn't messing around, and he wanted me to be part of the program, and I wanted to be part of theirs. And I know some of the other coaches, or I knew one of the other coaches as well going in, so that's already like a, a bonus, a plus, that uh, kind of have a little bit of chemistry with some of the coaches. You uh 6A champion, as I mentioned, 31 touchdown passes, 15 rushing touchdowns. Will you continue to be runner-slash-passer at Portland State? How will they use you? I think so. They – they do a lot of read option, a lot of runs with their quarterback. So I don't plan on changing my game. I think going to Portland State will really help my game develop and take it to another level. Now you're you're a Vancouver kid, if I have it right, and you go to Central. What what was that drive like? Drive to school every day. It's it's not horrible. I grew up in Portland um, for my first 14 years. Um, it, it's not horrible. There's a lot of guys who do it, but you you get used to it. At times it can be kind of harsh, but you, you get used to it. It's not it's not horrible. 
All right. Well, you live. Uh, you got to live around campus when you go to Portland State. How soon will you get there? Uh, will you will you uh, try to get there early, or are you going to uh, finish up at Central and then go get out there in the uh, late spring and summer? I'll finish out uh, here in Central. Um, I'm going to try to get to the camp, like at campus, as much as I can. Learn the playbook. Learn as much. Get as much information as I can soak in before we go into fall camp, just so I'm one step ahead. The uh, the whole process now with, you know, multiple signing periods and, again, the portal involved. And, you know, give me an idea of, you know, what kind of help did you get, your parents, uh, other coaches, maybe high school mentors, in trying to navigate the process and, and make the decision? What, you know, what, what kind of help did you get? Uh, my parents were a big help, and um, as well as the head coach for Central Catholic, Steve Pine, and the ex. Central Catholic coach uh, Damon Griffin, they all were big help, and as much as they helped, there was, wasn't a lot of action. That's how crazy the portal was. You almost have to wait to the last week to see if there's something for a guy like me. Um, and it, it worked out. We got our uh, one one offer, and you know that's all I needed. Crew, let me uh, let me ask you here. I mean, you you never missed a game three years starting on varsity. I think you only lost maybe two games. Is that right? St. John Bosco yep. and then the state championship game. You're a winner. And so that culture, that winning culture, can you and some other guys carry that to Portland State where they've been they've been decent but not great in the last couple of years? I think so. I think last year as well, they just had a lot of injuries, which, you know, that's the sport of football. And I think, you know, this this new this new class this new signing, um, I think there's a lot of guys who who are winners and want to win and you know bringing back the winning culture. So yeah, I think so. Are you playing basketball right now? Is that right? I, I was gonna play basketball. I didn't end up playing. I'm uh, I'm gonna run track in the spring. Make sure you have some fun too, and in, uh, in, <laughs> as well, Crew Newman, Crew Newman, our guest, headed to Portland State. All right, Crew. Um, we're really excited to see you play. I wanted to bring you on the show. We don't often bring highs on. I think Jackson Shellstead at Westland, we brought him on, bringing you on. Little things in high school. Keep it going. Can't wait to see you at Portland State. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Crew Newman. There he goes. Stephen Vaughn. Reaction. Rapid reaction. That is a winner. And, and, I, and it's interesting. We're going to have Bruce Barnum on later in the show. But I noticed that Barnum... In, when you look at his early signees, when you look at the guys today, I think there are about 10 more today, uh, the, the majority of these programs, he's getting players from programs that are playing for state championships and winning state championships in a lot of cases. Can you take that as a coach and parlay that into success and culture with your program? Yeah, I uh, want to say first off, uh, you know, shout out because he's gonna do track. Vaughn over there at Central Catholic. He, oh, he knows, he's playing. Yeah, you know, he doesn't. He's not playing bad. Do track. He wants to get faster and uh, stronger. So he knows what's up. He knows the great coaches over there, uh, the track program. Coach Vaughn Holler. But uh, no, I think you're right. <laughs> it, you know what? It's interesting, John, because you look at it. you look at Crew Newman's like uh, his recruiting profile. You know, he's a he's a three star prospect that's going to Portland State, and you talk to Barney throughout the season, and he talked about how he's getting better and better recruits at Portland State because of the transfer portal and because of NIL and how everything is working out. It's really interesting to see a guy like that who, you know what, he may not have the size that you would want to see out of like a prototypical you know, Pac-12 quarterback, but he has all the stats. He has all the intangibles. He's a winner, like you said. 
that's a guy that usually doesn't go to a Portland State. So it'll be it'll be fun to watch him and his career grow at Portland State and see what he can do being overlooked like this be, just because of the, the era that we're in in college football where these guys are transferring every single season and coaches are just looking for the portal and not going for these you know high school seniors. So I, it's exciting to see a guy like that going to play on a level in the big sky and you know maybe he comes in right away and plays well. I don't know, but it's, it's interesting to see that a three-star guy like that going to Portland State and Barney knows, you know, he talked about that. He's getting better and better recruits year after year now. The the coaches at the top of Division 1 football and basketball are all talking about getting older. Now, I hadn't heard that until about a year, year and a half ago, where coaches were, you know, it used to be basketball and football coaches talked about getting longer. And, you know, yeah, we they wanted guys with wingspan, they big frames, tall. They wanted to be longer. Uh, and now they're talking about getting older because they recognize that, you know, a Bo Nix at quarterback is a significant advantage. A Dillian Gabriel at quarterback, significant advantage. Michael Penix Jr., just, you know, guys with 40, 50, 60 starts at the college level, that kind of experience can really help you. And now the trickle-down effect of that is that there are so many coaches camping in the portal that there is kind of a bottleneck where you have some high school players who normally would have got scholarships, mainly like the three-star, two-star high school kids that would have got scholarships, are now finding that there's nowhere for them to go. And so what's happening is, yeah, you're seeing it in the big sky. Montana, Montana State have always got these guys. But you're seeing it at Idaho and UC Davis and Portland State and Sacramento State. And there is even an impact, I think, down to the you know Division three. An NAIA game where you're seeing schools like Linfield who are grabbing guys who normally would have been in the big sky. There's been like kind of a trickle down effect. So I think the big sky football, you know, programs and a lot of the group of five schools uh, that are going to play in the Mountain West, for example, or Conference USA, they're going to, you're going to see better players, better recruits, younger, better recruits. And we had Jake Dickert on yesterday's show, Washington State football coach, yesterday's show. He talked about the fact he signed 23 high school players in the early signing period. 23. Why? Because he's got access to players and talent that he never had before. Well, and I, I, I was going to say, and I think for coaches like that and, you know, Trent Bray and programs that go Oregon State that want to develop programs, that's going to be huge for them because they can lock in on them and develop them from day one. So it's it's just a new age, John. I, I'm excited to see it. And a guy like Crew Newman would probably be a Mount West guy, but now he's a big sky guy. Those programs like Washington State, Oregon State, they have to be salivating at this type of stuff. They're getting better recruits than they've ever gotten because of this transfer portal. And just with the way they coach and the way they develop, maybe it makes them into you know that Power Five conference that they want to get to. Yeah, and I think you know I had asked, you know, I'm trying to be careful here because I don't want to you know burn a coach who had talked about Crew Newman to me, but it was a Pac-12 coach who knew of Crew Newman and had seen film on him and told me he liked him. He said, I really like him. He's a really good athlete. Trying to figure out if we have room for him in the quarterback room. And the problem is said school that I'm talking about was also in the market for transfer quarterbacks. And so they probably just didn't end up with a place for Crew Newman or he would have been on a Pac-12 roster. So here's the thing. There's a there's a, a symbiotic relationship that is developed in the Big Sky Conference between high school players and the and the teams in that conference. Like it or not, the teams in that conference are are now pitching to high school kids, come play for us, come play one or two or three years, 
And if you have success, you may have an opportunity uh, as a stepping stone to get you know to uh, you know to a higher division of football. And if not, worst case scenario, hey, you're playing a good level of football. You're competing. You got a scholarship. I mean, it's a great position for a kid like Crew Newman to be in. Because, like, you know, without it, he would be at a community college, right? And he would be at a community college trying to get get a year or two of great, uh, you know, film and, and grow a little bit and see what happens. But I just think, just keep an eye on this kid. I got a feeling he's going to play a lot of downs at Portland State, get a lot of snaps, and do a lot of good things. Leave it here. Our big splash is coming up. Stoked about tomorrow's show. We got some big guests on tomorrow. Do you want to just wait or do you want me to tell you who they are? Maybe give us like one. Since you have guests, plural. One of them. Maybe give us sneak. We have two two really good guests. Um, one of them is a former Trailblazers head coach. Mm. How about that? I like I like that. Who also got choked by Latrell Sprewell? <laughs> Any guesses? I think I got one. I think that uh, okay. I think that narrows it down a little bit. PJ Carlissimo on tomorrow's show. He just uh, just messaged me, said he'd love to come on the show. Uh, PJ tomorrow in the three o'clock hour. How about that? Put that one down. Um, I had a really weird thing happen a couple of weeks ago in a movie theater. Can I talk about this? I'd have to get this off my chest. I keep meaning to talk about it, and it's been bothering me. Anna's not here right now. Maybe later she can add some context. But it was she agreed. It was it was a strange thing that happened in a movie theater. You know how. You go to the movies now, and they have assigned seating. You know? You, you haven't been to a movie, have you, Stephen? Um, I'm talking did, to the right I did, Well, I didn't know that they actually had a sign. I know that they do for yeah. some theaters. I didn't know it was for all theaters. No, the th- most of the theaters, we go to the Regal Theaters, okay? And those theaters, you know, they have an app. They let you pick your seat on the app. And I actually kind of like that because, you know, it, let's say you're going to be arriving right at, uh, you know, you're, you're pulling in right at the uh, previews. And you're coming into a dark theater. There's no, like, where are we going to sit? There's no, you know, you know, you have a seat. You can go stand in line at the concession stand. You don't have to divide up and be like, you go get the seats. Stake out the campground. I'll get the popcorn. You don't have to do that. So the theater has assigned seating. And the so Anna, uh, on the way to the movie, she said, should we just buy the tickets now? I said, yeah, buy the tickets because, you know, we're going to be, it's going to be really tight getting in. We were like, uh heading to the theater, and so she grabs, like, I'm just going to say hypothetically, she grabs row J, seats 7 and 8. And she held it up to me, and she said, what do you think of these? And, uh, and, and I could see that the theater had almost nobody in it. And I said, you know, we're kind of close to those other people. Like, maybe move it over. Okay, so we did row J, seats like 4 and 5, okay? Good seats, not too close to the screen. That matters to me. Um, you know, more towards the aisle than the middle, but it's okay. Like it was, you know, hey, now we're moved on to more important things. We're heading over to the theater. We park. Uh, we go in. Uh, I got to get in line and get my popcorn and my soda because I'm at a movie. And then we go in uh, and we go- walk down to the theater that we're going to see the movie in. And, uh, the movie was American Fiction, which is fantastic. And if you haven't seen it, go see it. And we go into the theater, and the previews are on, but it's dark. And so I'm leading because as the uh, hunter-gatherer 
in the relationship, uh, you know, I feel like in the dark I should be leading. I, is, is that the gentlemanly thing to do? I don't know. I have to ask Esquire magazine and, and find out. But I'm leading into the theater, and Anna's trailing right behind me, and she's carrying the popcorn. And I get to row J, and I start to count the seats, and I realize there's a guy who's sitting in seat four. Like, we have four and five. Now, the theater's almost empty, but he has, like, a bunch of stuff that's strewn around, like, seat five, seat six. You know, he's kind of made himself at home. And uh, I kind of, like, the you know, maybe if the movie had been on and we had been arriving late into the movie, I would have been like, just pick it, let's pick another seat. This guy looks comfortable. But the previews were still on, and so I said to him, A, we've got four and five. And he says to me, this guy's like in his 60s. He's by himself at a movie. It's a whole other topic. But he's by himself at a movie, and he says, are you really going to do that? And I was like, like, these are the seats we have. And my part of my concern is if I don't sit in my seat, what happens if somebody else walks in? You know, let's say I bump down to seat 12. Which he, you know, all he had to do was slide over like two seats. But let's say I bump down to seat 12 and then somebody walks in and goes, hey, you're in my seat. Now I got to move rows? No, he's in my seat. So I said, yeah, you know, you're in my seat. And it was kind of a Larry David moment. And so he's muttering. He's complaining. He's picking up his jacket. He has a couple of Ziploc bags with snacks that he brought from home in it. He's got a some kind of container of liquid that he brought from home that's got, you know, some drink in it. And he's muttering and he's walking down. And he looks back at me, and I just caught enough of this. He says, you're weird <laughs> for making him move. And to that point, I was like, I, I couldn't help myself. Theater was rather empty. And I said, hey, join the world, buddy. Like, you know, everybody else is sitting where they're supposed to sit. If you wanted those seats, get online and pick them. Like, what did you think? You just walk in and walk on an airline and sit in any seat you want on the airplane? We already had that discussion. So tell me, like, who's in the wrong there? Am I out of line for saying get out of my seat? No, but I do love the the comeback of you're weird. I think that's a great <laughs> that's a great insult at you. Like, because no, how do you respond to that? Like, you can't respond to that. I um, said, join the world. Yeah, I, I don't know what that means. Exactly. The yeah. ocean called, and they want their shrimp back. <laughs> I feel like he won the insult battle uh, with the <laughs> you're weird, but I, you're in the right because look, this is made so when it is a packed theater. Like, yeah, you're going to take someone else's seat is going to cause a whole chain reaction. So you got the seats for a reason. And so he's in the wrong. He's in the wrong. Definitely. Um, I, I don't I can't I couldn't imagine like putting up a fit with somebody when they can prove like these are my seats. You need to move. And then like me getting knew, out of them. Yeah. Like, he knew he was in the wrong seat. Like he didn't pull his thing out and go, oh, you're right. No, no, he knew. He, he just, knew he he just doubled down. It was like, no, like you're the you're weird for wanting to sit in your you're seats. weird for wanting your seat is a weird thing to me. Like, you know, and so, you know, the whole movie, I'm enjoying the movie rather, but the whole movie, he's down there with his Ziploc bags, eating his, you know, trail mix that he brought and whatever. And I'm thinking, I'm weird. <laughs> The whole time. You know he packed tons of, he had a snack bag. He had a full snack bag from home that he brought like, in, saving the money, you know. I don't know if it was his snack bag. Maybe he took somebody else's snack bag, too, trying to take my seat at the movie theater. But here's my thing. Like, if I'm walking in and the movie's already on, I feel like once the movie starts, 
you give up, like, you know, it's like arriving to a campsite late. You know, you've given up a certain degree of ownership of the seats. If you're in you know, the movies started and you better just find a seat and sit down and not be in a, a distraction to the other people in the theater. But if the previews are on and the lights are still not down, you better be sitting where you're supposed to be sitting, especially with the theater that's empty. Like, it's empty. It's just as easy for him to slide down a few seats and not obstruct me rather than displace me. You I had, don't know. You had time on the clock. You still had time on the clock before the buzzer totally. rang. You, you're in the right on this one. Try it at an NBA game. Try it at an NFL game. Try it at an airplane. See how it works for you. We'll see who's weird. All right, Punch It Audio's coming up. Uh, 5 o'clock hour, Bruce Barnum. Portland State football coach will be with us. Uh, We're going to hear a lot of sound from the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, Brock Purdy. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face Truth. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.